Welcome to Beauty in the Gi, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast from the female perspective. I'm AJ Klingerman. I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt, and I'm coming to you today from Origin Immersion Camp in Maine. Uh, with me here, I have my friend Jen, but not the Jen you think. Uh, we're calling her fill-in Jen today. <laughs> <laughs> fill-in Jen. Fill-in Jen. Um, and the, just to give you a little background, and I'll let her introduce herself, but uh, I knew Jen through business. Um, we were in a mastermind together for speakers and authors. And, um, you know, she contacted me one day and was like, I really want to do this like 30 day immersion in jujitsu. I want to just train for a month and then find a competition and try competing. And uh, we looked at it and it was four weeks out exactly from our jujitsu tournament, the Extreme Grappling Open. And so we're like, come stay with us and let's train. And uh, a month later, she actually won her gi division. Nogi. Was won, it no gi that I, you won? I won no gi and I survived gi. Okay. All right. So <laughs> yeah. you, yeah. So, so Doug won the gi yeah. division then. Yes, it, his, yes. his story is very similar in, in the time frame. You yes. guys both started right at the same time. So um, yeah, so it was, it was awesome. And then uh, that's been almost a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So still training more than the 30 days, but yeah, Definitely. go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love I love Beauty and the Gay podcast. So. Thank you. Um, I am a leadership and mental performance coach, mostly for teen athletes and also for leaders of teens. So coaches, trainers, that kind of thing. And I had gotten to the place where I was speaking and I was talking all about who you surround yourself with, healthy habits, all of these things. But looking in the mirror, I wasn't living it. Yeah. And I felt so sick to my stomach that I was talking about it but not living it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I reached out. I sent you a text message. I was literally getting on an airplane, heading back from speaking at this huge event in Canada at the Olympic training center. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I text you like, can I, can I live somewhere close by? Like, I'm going to come train. I want to compete. Let's do this. And you're like, I remember you said, yeah, you can move in with us. I just started bawling. I was like, Oh my gosh, really? (laughs) And I was like, this is my dream. (laughs) So I started training. Um, and first the goal was just, let's just compete in 30 days. Let's see what's possible. And then it's like, now I'm, I'm like, I'm going to stick with it through my blue belts. That was my next goal. No matter what, I'm going to like, just stay committed. However long that takes, no matter how long it takes, no matter what, it, what comes up. And now I don't see any end in sight. So I'm pumped. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. One thing I'd like to point out from that is, um, you know, we talk, I don't know if we've talked about it much on this podcast, but like in general, in the jujitsu community, um, of the, the blue belt curse, right? You get your blue belt and you quit. That's a lot of people quit after blue belt. And I think that comes from a couple different reasons. One is that that becomes the goal, Mm -hmm. right? You're just like, I just want that blue belt. I want Mm -hmm. that blue belt. That's my goal. And so people quit once they get it because they can kind of like, okay, all right, that's, that's what I've been training for instead of training life. The train. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is aside from black belt, I think blue belt has the biggest gap. You know, like, um, I mean, obviously a black belt can be, you just got your black belt or you've been a black belt for 20 years, but at blue belt, like blue belt's typically the one you hold your belt for the longest. So you get it and you think you have all these expectations of yourself and what a blue belt looks like, Mm -hmm. uh, and what they can do. And then you go with somebody that's been a blue belt for three or four years and you're like, Oh, I still suck. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that, you know, like, I think that's where like the blue belt blues come in Mm -hmm. is that you have these really high expectations of yourself. And I've had a lot of conversations with people at camp this week about that is, you know, um, 
don't have such high expectations of yourself at blue because it, it's a big gap. Yeah. And I think also when you ask people why they train based on how long they've been training, that evolves mm-hmm. and their goals must evolve. Yeah. And so just in the last year and a half, the reason why I train has changed a lot and why I continue to do. And, and part of me being here at camp was to get clear on what's my next goal and what's the next thing that I'm focused on that's not belt related and how do I want to show up in class and where does this fit in my life overall and how I want to show up. So it's been good. Nice. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Um, So before we get into talking about camp, what do you think the biggest surprise for you is in your jujitsu journey? That's like, you know, you got into it just to see the, the, what you could do in a month kind of thing. But what do you feel like is the biggest surprise of jujitsu in general? The biggest surprise of jujitsu, jujitsu <laughs> in general. Um, hmm. I think the deep, meaningful relationships of real friends that I've created, learning how to make friends that are real friends. Like I, I, you think, you know what friendship looks like, and then you get into this community and it goes so deep. And I had never experienced that before. I never experienced some experienced someone caring about you without the, an, an expectation of a transactional right. relationship. And uh, the the people that I've met and the way we show up for each other, it's un, unmatched by anything else I've ever experienced. That's sure. awesome. Mm. And gave me goosebumps. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's really awesome. Okay. So camp. So let me kind of set the scene for you. Origin Immersion Camp is in... Um, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon, Maine on a lake called Lake Echo. Um, and it's this huge place with cabins. Um, we're all staying in bunk beds for the week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. All the cabins are, um, you know, like there's female cabins and male cabins, except our cabin. We are co-ed because, uh, we have the VIP cabin. And <laughs> so we're a team. We we're a team. A team. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we, we get to stay together as a team, but it's still been interesting because mm-hmm. we, you know, just like change we in the shower showers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shared bathrooms. Shared bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been interesting, but it's been a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I think we've both found that it gets easier um, to yeah, navigate the, as we've gone. So. The very first day was a little bit awkward. You're like, oh, that's the, where the bathroom stall is. But now it's just like, yeah, this we're, is just, it. we're here for jujitsu, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're down by the lake, which is beautiful. Gorgeous. It also means quite a climb to training. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a hill. I call, uh-huh. By the fourth time I go up it, I call it the mountain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like three hills mm-hmm. to get up to training. Mm-hmm. And we take it multiple times a day. So mm-hmm. basically the days look like this. We get up. Uh, well, let's, I'll say for me and then I'll let Jen say what her day looks my like. My day looks different. <laughs> because yes. her day looks different. Um, my day, it looks like I get up and I climb the mountain. <laughs> Um, and go have breakfast. We go back down, we get ready for training. We come back up, we train, we eat lunch. Sometimes we go back down and clean up before lunch, but sometimes that's very hard to do because we rolled too long <laughs> and they're going to put away food. Like lunch is from noon to one. And today it was 1240 and we were like, they're going to put the food away and we haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from one to four, we have a break and we can do whatever we want, like make a podcast during mm-hmm. that time. Uh, four o'clock, we do some more training. Uh, so back down the hill, change our clothes, back up to train, um, back down the hill to change to go to dinner, <laughs> have dinner, back down the hill, and we have another training session at night. So it's definitely a lot of up and down the hill, which should be great for my calves. 
Yeah, your calves are going to look <laughs> right? sick yeah. at the end of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But It's been really, really good training. Um, they've been breaking us up uh, white belts uh, in one room, blue and purple in another and black and brown in another. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so what's your day look like? So my day, well, not every day has been the same. Yeah. But my ideal day here at camp which I've done several times. What day are we on now? Six, day five? I have no idea. We've been here a few. (laughs) And the cool thing is every single day feels like it's four days rolled into one because of the way it's structured. So the first three days I woke up early, like 4.30, 5 o'clock, first day because it was cold. Yes. If you ever come to camp, bring a sleeping bag. That's a tip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good tip. And a towel. Don't forget your towel. And a towel. Um, So I got up early. And the cool thing is because we're right next to the lake, you wake up. And because the air is cooler than the water, there's this rich, dense fog. And it's it's super thick and eerie and awesome. And there's these duck loons out there that make these cool noises. Um, And so there's kayaks and canoes and there's a place you go swimming. So it's always been kind of a, a dream to be able to just go out and go in a boat. So I was like, I'm doing it. I think I was the first person to grab a kayak and just five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock when it, when it was just about to be daybreak, sun hadn't come up yet. It was kind of gray, get in the kayak. I put on a podcast or an audio to listen to like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I get in the boat and I just go for a little, a little paddle across the river, the, across the lake. Um, and then I come back and do some writing. A couple of times I went for a swim right after that, do some writing, um, go up, uh, if I need to do a little bit of work for like 20, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes upstairs. I have this thing while I'm here at camp, no work, but, <laughs> and that's gone great. That's gone. It's gone really great. I've, I've limited myself to 15 minutes pretty much every day, but I knock that out first thing in the morning and then, um, have breakfast, then come back and get whatever laundry I have because they have ghee cleaning service, which is phenomenal. So yes. Make sure you get your ghee in the laundry yeah. and drop that off. Um, and then the rest of the day is kind of similar to you. So then I go, um, go to our morning session and then we have lunch and then we have break time. My favorite day was actually the factory tour. Yeah. Um, so we got to go visit the origin where they actually make the geese. And it was, I loved it because I got to interview all of the different people who worked there and, mm-hmm. and kind of get to know like why they work there and what they love about the company um, and see exactly how they make everything. Um, and then come back, hang out, go for a swim. You know, you want to take a nap. There's people taking naps, kind of have a lot of free time. And then you go and you train mm-hmm. and then, some people like train till midnight. You know? Yes. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Last year, um, James was one of the instructors. And uh, if you know anything about my husband, you know, he'll stay on the mat until the last question is answered. So we literally would stay on the mat every day until midnight, one o'clock. Mm. Yeah. Every single night. That's a lot. Yeah. Of, that's it a was lot a of lot. Time. Yep. Yeah. It was a lot. But it was amazing. And this, this time has been really cool too. So, um, uh, oh, there are also ice baths. So we've done some oh, ice Oh yeah, baths. we did an ice bath right before we got on this podcast. Yes, we did. So That's we awesome. are feeling good, nice and refreshed. Mm-hmm. We did an ice bath and then jumped in the lake and showered up and mm-hmm. came to you. It was funny. It was funny because when AJ got in the ice bath, she's relaxing, smiling. She's like, I could stay in for another five minutes. <laughs> and it, it's, it was fun to watch because I've only done an ice bath once, which was here at camp. And then again today. Yeah. And, uh, and the first time I went down, I tried to do it by myself. I'm like, I will not do it by myself again. I call AJ down. She walks me through it, talks me through it. Um, and then I watched her do it for the first time. She's just like, you know, this feels amazing. <laughs> and then you see other people get in like these big black belt dudes. They get in for like five seconds and, and hop jump right, right out. back out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's, it's definitely a mindset. AJ is tough. I can tell you that for <laughs> Thank sure. You. Thank you. And just has the best mindset for challenging herself, which was fun to watch. Huh. 
Mm-hmm. So um, what's been your favorite part about camp? Ooh, um, I mean, meeting new people, right? I love like getting to know, like I've had a handful of really meaningful conversations with incredible people. Um, for me, just unplugging, right? Yeah. I came to, I came to camp for, I think a different reason than most people come to jujitsu camp for. So for me, it was about rebalancing and refocusing, create a new vision for my life mm-hmm. as jujitsu is part of that. So it's not like any one class. It's not any one movie, even though I've gotten a lot of that. It was just about being present, being here, unplugging, um, being around great energy people and living the dream really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. What about you? Why did, why did you want to come to camp this year? Um, I mean, so we came last year, so we, we came last year. Um, cause I, I mean, I thought it would be cool of course, mm-hmm. but, um, James was an instructor. Mm-hmm. So we knew last year we'd be back this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's not an instructor this time because they like to rotate the, uh, instructors. So he's not teaching, although still answering lots of questions and helping whenever anybody needs anything. Um, but so we knew we wanted to come back and probably my favorite part really this year has been seeing all the people that I made friends with last year. Mm -hmm. So, um, I will say I've struggled more to make new friends this year. I think for two reasons, one, because I, when we came last year, we knew basically no one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I can't think of anyone we knew when we came last year. Well, maybe Josh from 10th planet. That's probably just about it. And so we made a lot of friends. Um, so this year it's hard to make new ones because I want to catch up with all the old friends that we made. That makes Um, sense. I mean, I've kind of experienced that just in the, from from session A to session B, because I made good friends in the first session, my, my core of six, 10 people, and there's a lot more, there's another 150 people here, right. but I'm enjoying the conversations. I'm going deeper into those relationships. So it's still kind of hard to like, want to be like, okay, peace out. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to go meet new people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm struggling with it a little bit. And then also, um, like I said before, they broken us up in the different belts. And the very first night they said, you know, not all white belts are created equal. Mm-hmm. So if you feel well experienced, you can go into the blue and purple room and not all purple belts are created equal. Like if you feel like you have good experience, you can go to the brown and black room. Mm-hmm. So I asked James, I was like, I only have one stripe. I know. I did the same thing. I'm like, I have two stripes. Is that a little pretentious if I go to the blue belt room? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but James was like, you are a world champion. You can go wherever you want. So I've been in the brown and black sessions yeah. the whole time, mm-hmm. which has been great. But um, at most, there's been one or two other girls in those sessions. So there are a lot of women here that I haven't gotten to meet where last year I got to make sure that I rolled with almost every single woman here. So, mm-hmm. well, even in the other belt rooms, right in the blue belt room, there wasn't, I think there was two in there today mm-hmm. and in the white belt room, there's more this session, but right. in general, out of the 450 people here who are here, yeah. I'm probably less than, what did you say? 30, 25 are women. Yeah. I would, I would maybe say 30 between both sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's the one it's thing not that even 10%. Yeah, I know. That's the one thing I wish that there were more women here yeah. at camp. Yeah. Um, not that it's a requirement, but it would be nice to have more of a presence and have more people to roll with and train with. And yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It would be. Um, so if you're make, listening, you should probably put it on your schedule for next year. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you have to choose, I may tend yeah. you to the role model camp. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, that's true because that you're going to have only women and there's going to be 300 women there. And right. you know, for sure what you're going to get into, which yeah. is, yeah. And world-class women instructors as well. So right. I would say if I had, you know, compare, if I had to choose between the two, 
like, and it was my, especially my first time to go to a camp. Like this could be extremely intimidating for, for a, a woman time. for a first time yeah. if you haven't, haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, they, they're, they're both, obviously I'm biased, but they're both great camps. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think, uh, I think you'll find some great surprises we have coming up that we're going to release via the podcast about women's camp. AJ about- won't even tell me about it. I and know. I train with her every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they are, but I know she's very excited about them. I am so. super excited. <laughs> so we're going to be doing some interviews coming mm-hmm. up um, to release the instructors and um, we'll slowly start releasing uh you know, schedule and I'm bouncing in my seat as you're talking about this. I'm just getting so excited. Just you mentioning it. I am so pumped up for mm-hmm. it. And like something like this makes me even more pumped up. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, yeah. um, we're going to kind of start wrapping this up because we do have to go train here yeah. in a few minutes. We get to go train, <laughs> we get to go train. Yeah. And it's Nogi session. So I'm all ready to go do some ankle locks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, before we, uh, call it, what is your on the mat tip? My on the mat tip is to ask other people to roll and whether that's in your gym or you're at a camp like this, I mean, it's especially as a female, right? It's like men don't always want to come ask you to roll because of whatever reason they have in their head. And, um, I think they want to be polite and just in general, it's sometimes hard. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, so be the person that offers to roll and it's okay if they say no, it's okay. Yeah. If they're, they're tired. I've had people say like, I'm exhausted. I've been training. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. No worries. Right. But, but usually I find people really appreciate it when you ask them, would you like to roll? And then of course ask, do you have any injuries or anything like that? But yeah. that really I, helps. I think everybody, you know, not everybody, but most people get intimidated when wanting to ask people to roll. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. lots of the guys not asking anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you have to go do that. You know, um, you can tell when they want to, too, because they're sitting on the mat, like looking around, like trying to find like like little meerkats, like popping their head (laughs) up. Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like the first night I was asking people to roll, I had three women in a row tell me no. And I was like, I'm getting a complex ladies. I'm really nice, (laughs) but they just, you know, they weren't rolling. So, Um, I, I rolled mostly with guys that night and a couple of women. So I don't, you know, I don't carry their way, but I do actively go and, and ask people to roll. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great tip. So how, so then what is your off the mat tip for today? Uh, for the off the mat tip, um, I think it's about, you know, making friends, you know, I mean, here we talk about it. It's easy to talk about it here. One of James and I's goals, James and I's goals. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's English. You said it. One of our goals last year <laughs> was to sit at a different table for every meal. Mm-hmm. And that's really how we made a lot of friends. And we've been trying to do that again this year. Um, this it's harder, like jujitsu is easy. You're like mm-hmm. slap fist bump. We're best friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just about kind of cultivating those relationships deeper, whether it's with your teammates, um, which a camp is great for that. Like I, I've felt, you know, you and I know each other really well, but mm-hmm. it's been nice to get to know Doug and Daniel and Mac better through camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so a camp is great for meeting or for getting to know them better. But um, so whether it's your teammates or brand new people, just kind of cultivating those relationships deeper. Absolutely. And I think even walking into the cafeteria, there's a sea of tables yeah. and it can be intimidating. Like, do I just go sit down with a stranger? Right. <laughs> but if you go sit down by yourself, that puts the burden on someone else and maybe nobody joins you. You don't make friends that way. Right. I think you find somebody who's sitting there or a couple people who are sitting there and you just go sit down. Is anybody sitting here? Yeah. And sit down and start having a conversation. I think it's it's not easy for anyone right. to make new friends. So when you just show up with confidence and curiosity and you know yeah. genuine interest in someone else, it makes it a lot easier. 
Good, good. So now, friends, uh, I'm going to ask you to share our podcast with a friend of yours, um, whether it's this one or any of our previous episodes that, um, you know, that you think might resonate with them. Just share this podcast. Don't bogart it. Share it with a friend. Yeah, I think the great thing is there's people here that are like, man, my girlfriend, my wife, my friend, I've had such a hard time getting them into jujitsu, right? And and there is a podcast, there is a podcast out of this podcast that is for your friend that they need to hear that will be like, okay, I can do this now. I can do this, So, you know, maybe you hand select the episode that's for them and say, hey, like, I just think there's something in here you might be interested in, you know, and go from there. Real fast before we wrap this up. Yeah. The guys are waiting on us. By the way, one, we would like to really thank the BJJ campaign guys, Jeff and Phil. They're letting us use their equipment. So mm. first of all, huge thanks to Amazing them. Amazing people. Right. They're great. Um, I raised them up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're my your, children. They're your children. <laughs> they're that, my children. That makes them like my jujitsu siblings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the highlights of camp for me uh, during the last Q&A of session A, um, a guy asked about getting his wife into it. And Jocko, if you don't know who Jocko is, look him up. Huge deal. Jocko starts answering and turns to me in a room of 300 plus people and says, how would you go about getting women into jujitsu? And I was like, this is great. (laughs) Thank you for asking me. That's great. So that's one of the highlights of my camp experience. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys very much. And uh, we'll see you on the mat. See you on the mat. 